0: If your marriage feels more like The Walking Dead than Sleepless in Seattle, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast.
1: We're your hosts, Danielle and Justin Williams, and we know that marriage is hard work.
0: And we believe it can be an adventure full of laughter, fun, and building a
1: connection that lasts. So we're on a mission to inspire and challenge you to live the adventure of a legendary marriage.
0: the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're on Season 1, Episode 2. Um, this is Danielle, and Justin and I talk in this episode about some of the elements it takes to build a legendary marriage like curiosity, adventure, fun, um, and we even talk a little bit about our dancing. I'm real excited to share this one with you, so hope you enjoy. <laughs>
1: All right, nothing like getting five minutes into an episode and looking over and realizing that somehow you didn't actually start the recording. So
0: Now we're welcoming you again. Welcome
1: to take two of this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Justin, along with Danielle, and we're just... um,
0: Okay, stop this. Just stop it.
1: Stop it. No, no, no. Let's just go. Let's just roll. So we're really blessed because we're sitting here this afternoon um, by ourselves. Our kids are out with Danielle's parents who are in town for a little while. And like I, I love the fact that they they love our kids and they're spending time with them. I grew up and I didn't have my grandparents were much older and were gone by by the time I have any me- memory of, of my childhood. Yes, so they're I'm, like I'm the grateful. all-star
0: grandparents, for and sure. And
1: we get an afternoon to sit down and talk with y'all.
0: Yeah, y'all, y'all. All y'all. For all of you that do not know, we're in Austin, Texas, so we say y'all. Yep. And speaking of y'all, let's talk about um our, our uh, country western dancing, our two-step
1: yeah. skills. So a few weeks ago... Our friend Alexis had a big birthday and part of her celebration was we all went to this place called Wild West. It's a country dance club place. It uh, doesn't
0: have a mechanical bull, but it's like that kind of vibe. Yeah,
1: that kind of vibe. Not not quite as hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we went and they had a, an instructor there who spent about an hour teaching everybody a couple different dance steps, a two-step and a waltz and I think something else. I don't remember. But it was, it was a lot of fun and we were a total train wreck. Oh my gosh.
0: It was it, horrifying. Like, it was
1: embarrassing. It was mortifying. Absolutely. And
0: I kind of feel like if we're the amazing couple that I know that we are... We should naturally have rhythm together. We should be able to dance. And I'm sure that's a mindset that a lot of people have. Like, look at those clumsy oafs. They can't dance together. They don't know how to communicate. They don't, you know, I have this whole story in my head about couples that can't dance. And apparently that's us.
1: Yeah. You know, and historically for me. Dancing has been, uh, I'll call it uncomfortable, but uh, the casual observer might look at my dancing and be concerned that there's some kind of seizure or convulsion happening.
0: We used to say he does the Carlton.
1: Hmm. Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh,
0: yeah. For those of you yeah, that don't, yeah. that are too young to know that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just hit Google, YouTube uh Carlton dancing or something. I don't know. Anyway, thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate that. I did a lot of musical theater in high school and college and like getting up in front of people. I have no fear about that public speaking or, or acting, singing, no problem. I'm not a great singer, but I have no, no hesitation about, about doing it. Mm -hmm. But the choreography would kill me. It was the hardest part, uh, because I just, I didn't want to, I was really insecure about it. And I didn't want to tank the show because I looked like a, a robot. Moron. Yeah. So I'd spend hours and hours and hours. But the good news is when we were out the other night, I picked up what we were doing. and I was doing all right. But Danielle, not so much.
0: Well, and this reason it was so painful for me. The reason it was so painful is like growing up, I would go out dancing at like, wedding receptions or something with my family. And people would call us the Dancing McConnells. That was our last name. And so I'm always famous for, you just put the DJ, throws something up there. I'm just going to lay it down. And it might be the sprinkler or the Roger Rabbit or whatever kind of crazy (laughs) thing I bust out. But I'm having fun. That's my jam.
1: But it comes down to... Being good at dancing at wedding receptions isn't the same as dancing. Like <laughs> that's not really dancing, is what you're saying? No, I'm not. I'm not criticizing it at all. Because Danielle goes out and she is the life of the wedding reception when she's dancing at a wedding. Like really, like you get everybody else out on the floor. You're like the the leader of the pack. And but just as far fun as like counting and all that stuff,
0: like counting and making your feet go with the counts and like doing specific moves and stuff. Oh my gosh. It was so hard.
1: And it's totally different doing steps by yourself. True. Then even trying to sync up with a a line of people doing, like I said, the electric slide or something like that. I kill
0: the electric slide.
1: I know you do, but it's very different than hand in hand, shoulder to shoulder, trying to, go around a dance floor and line up what you're doing without tripping on each other. And, and
0: I feel like it's a control thing too. The men yeah, are supposed to yeah. lead. And I just feel like you're pushing me a lot. Yeah. And I don't like to be pushed.
1: Yeah. I feel like you're pulling me a lot in dancing. <laughs> and I don't like to be pulled. Oh. Anyway. So, I mean, it's just obviously uh, you're probably drawing the same parallels that we are. It's it's not easy. It requires practice. It requires communication. It requires some choreography to know how how you're going to move together to dance or to navigate a marriage or to be good parents or. This stuff is hard. It is. It's all hard. Mm
0: -hmm. And it doesn't come naturally. You have this myth in your head about like, let's take the marriage thing, for example like yeah. you know cuz you know that's what we like to talk about um the marriage you have this idea that people tell you you know you're going to say I do and it's going to be like a romantic comedy like it all falls into place and it's super easy da and dee, da, 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 da. for better for worse well they don't tell you what the worse is going to involve it may just involve your spouse not talking to you for three days, or you know something like that, this junk is hard,
1: yeah, marriage is hard,
0: and the tru- Newsflash.
1: <laughs> like have you've ever felt that way, guess what you're right it is like straight i don't
0: off. i don't know any couples that haven't felt that way.
1: you take two different people from two different backgrounds with two different perspectives and two different sets of values and two different. Uh, approaches to life and and the way they want to do things and you put them in the same house and say you know put the toilet paper this way and the and the the toothpaste tube this stop, way stop let's not even talk about that all of those things it's hard like yeah it, it just it is you're right it is hard
0: well and that kind of brings us to what we're going to talk about today and that is you know When we thought about this legendary marriage podcast, we thought, man, who's this going to be for? Who's this going to impact? Because we got a lot of things to say, but who wants to hear it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, let me put it this way. It is hard. We Keep saying that. And I'm not going to say it again. But the fact that you're doing it, the fact that you're committed to it Mm -hmm. and you keep getting up in the morning and trying to figure it out. Even on the days when you'd rather just walk out the door and, and not think about it, mm-hmm. makes you a hero in my book.
0: Yeah, and the couples that are listening today, mm-hmm. my bet is that you don't want to just be roommates. You don't want to be just great co-parents in life. You want to have a great marriage. You want it to be legendary. You want it to be off the charts.
1: I've never in 13 years of counseling and coaching couples uh, as a pastor, as a coach, as a friend, I've never met somebody who went, yeah, when I decided to get married, I figured, why not? It's no big deal. You know, I figured, eh if as long as we you know don't kill punch, each, other. Punch each other in the face every night i it, i'm happy with that like well that's some serious low expectations yeah, you, nobody i've ever, oh, nobody with ever said that has had low expectations of it yeah. nobody ever goes oh yeah I, I want my marriage to be just okay
0: no they want it to thrive and like that's what we want for our marriage we want our marriage to thrive we want it to be off the charts we want it to be fun Uh, We want to have an adventure. We want to be on the same wavelength. Yeah. We want to be on the same team. And I'm betting y'all do too. Mm -hmm. The team thing. Um, It's interesting. Sometimes we get into... What do we call that? Heated...
1: Oh, uh, my friend Ben. uh, Ben and his wife Lauren call it heated fellowship.
0: When we get into heated fellowship, a.k.a. an argument... um. We want to remember that we're on the same team. You know, sometimes you go into the uh, "I'm on this team" and you're on that team, and uh, my job is to choke the life out of you <sighs> and, and smother you with the pillows so okay, you stop enough talking. Enough the
1: violent imagery. Good grief!
0: Um,
1: you're scaring. I'm me. just
0: saying what people think.
1: Uh huh.
0: Well, anyways, I'm not really going to smother me the pillow, but sometimes I'm, I, I take the posture that you're the enemy Mm -hmm. or you're on a different team. And the truth is when we linked up 15 years ago,
1: well, 22 years ago.
0: Yeah. But I didn't sign on the dotted line 22 years ago. I signed on the dotted line 15 years ago and I said that we were going to be on the same team. And sometimes we forget it.
1: Yeah. It's easy to forget because we're, we're so used to um, being, being on our own in so many ways, right? You're, you're on your own as a student. Mm. You're on your own in many ways in your career. You're on your sure. own for, to, to navigate fitness and nutrition and health and, and all of these areas of life. And then... And then you realize that there's somebody else and you've got to be on the same page.
0: And you know what? When we're in those heated fellowship moments, I feel like um, remembering that we're on the same team and also just being curious about the other person's point of view. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know about the couples out there, but the two of us are very different people and we have very different points of view that do not always match up. Yeah, And... It helps to be curious. And, you know, as coaches, we talk about being curious a lot of the time. It really helps out.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's, it's so hard when you're feeling misunderstood, un- unseen, unappreciated, or just pissed off in some way. It's so sure. hard to go, golly gee, I wonder what's going on with Danielle in this moment. Despite the fact that I'm mad as heck and I'm not going to take it anymore, but uh, but I'll tell you what, curiosity is the cure for almost every kind of conflict or opportunity for growth or situ- circumstance or situation in life. Yeah, if we can find a way to get to a place of curiosity,
0: like, meaning, minute,
1: why am I feeling this way? What is she really saying? all of those places to look with curiosity. We can get real genuine curiosity. We can solve a lot of problems. You know what?
0: Sometimes I just get curious about myself.
1: Yeah. Like I'll just
0: find myself like going into this like snooty little bratty place and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And instead of just continuing the wrath and just Mm -hmm. going down that (laughs) disgusting path that I can go down sometimes. Maybe ladies out there kind of know what I'm talking about. Um, I get curious, and I'm like, what is going on here?
1: It's, there's a level of self-awareness. and the,
0: Sometimes the I'm like, wow, I never slept last night. Or uh, I've been eating nothing but crap. Or, man, I haven't exercised in a week. Or Justin and I have been together 24 7 for the last week. Maybe I need some time to myself. Or, you know.
1: As much as I love you, honey, there are moments when solitude does come yeah. at a welcomed way.
0: Yes. So just get curious about yourself and get curious about the other person. If they're, uh, mm. maybe they have a different point of view or a different attitude than m- maybe you expected. Just get curious. Ask questions instead of
1: attack mode. Ah. So when we start thinking about you, about the listener to this podcast, about the people that are going to engage with us in the Legendary Marriage Facebook group, about the people that we're going to be serving in the programs that we're offering and everything, we're thinking about people who want to have a great marriage, want to have a a happily ever after with their best friend.
0: Yeah. And they
1: want to be a team and they want to have fun and adventure
0: Oh In my gosh, marriage. adventure. What if we didn't have adventure, honey?
1: <laughs> I know.
0: I feel like I'm always... I, I don't know if it's a high thing. I think it might be. But I think I'm always looking for the next adventure. But mm-hmm. it may just be something little. Like, hey, we found those dance lessons. I feel mm-hmm. like that's an adventure for us. It's definitely a new frontier. Your
1: new career sure. as a salvage dog has is an adventure.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, listeners. That's a
1: story for another episode.
0: Um, but I've, I've made a hundred bucks this week without even blinking because I'm a salvage dog. Woof.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, like w- adventure for me is more uh, a perspective than anything else. Sure. Because let's be honest, bedtime with two little girls is an adventure.
0: I don't even want to call it that because that gives adventure a bad name.
1: Well, you know, some days, some days it's a good adventure. Some days it's a bad adventure, but either way. I
0: have a paradigm for adventure that is slightly askew from that situation.
1: Sure, Of course. Like uh, to me, my first thought of adventure is I want to go in the mountains and hike and camp and, and ski and, and do fun, thrilling adrenaline rush kinds of things. But we can't do that every single day. Sure. So for me, it's, it's, I've had to, over the years, I've come to a place of understanding adventure as a perspective. And what's the values that come alive in adventure for me? How do I, I, I've come to a place of starting to explore, how do I honor those values in the little things like bedtime with the girls or... Chores around the house. Sometimes I just whatever.
0: think it's an adventure, like when we have to drop our car off of the shop oh, yeah. and then we don't have a car and then we just have to walk to the nearest place to find something to do or something to eat or whatever. Just a new shift on the mm-hmm. ordinary.
1: Yeah, it's just a different perspective. I don't know. It's fun for me. So there's that sense of adventure. I think another thing that we hope that you want as a a listener is to uh, have friends to be in community with other couples
0: oh my gosh if I didn't have my couple friends you know what it's so hard too when I think about couple friends sometimes I really like the woman
1: and the guy's kind of like and sometimes it's one of my best friends like one of my brothers
0: and I'm like "Uh, his wife is she doesn't really talk, so I'm not really sure what to do with that. Um, so it's fun to like, try to find that couple, those couple friends, but sometimes it can be a challenge.
1: And that's part of the, part of the notion is to have a, a group of people, a community. Yeah. Because, because you're going to give life to each other in different ways in, within those relationships, and you're going to receive life from each other in different ways.
0: Yeah. And to feel like uh, on the flip side, to just feel like you're isolated or alone or I'm the old, we're the only couple that goes through this or we're the only couple who has to deal with this crazy kind of family or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a lie. Yeah. And and uh, when you're in community, that kind of brings those lies to light as like, yeah.
1: um uh, No, you're, and it doesn't have to be necessarily be a community of people who are experiencing the same struggle or the same crisis or the same perspective that you're in. No, it's just having a group of people that you can get a cup of coffee with or have over for dinner, and maybe it's for for a couple hours you're just having dinner and you forget all the stress and strife and anxiety and struggle of life. And it's just the purpose of being present with other people. And sometimes it is, hey, like being able to call them up and say, we're struggling with this and yeah. talk about it. Talk about what's going on in your heart or what the circumstance is, and get some wise counsel.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, too, we've talked about this before, but just giving air to things mm-hmm. um, instead of like bottling it up in yourself or just between the two of you. Just giving air or speaking it out to another person just can take a lot of the stress or a lot of the um, anxiety out of whatever you're dealing with. It's like um, maybe we can laugh about it or maybe you can share something you're going through and it's like, oh, let me focus on, you know, listening to you and being curious about you instead of like focusing so much on us that it's like, yeah. maybe it doesn't need that much focus.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it, <laughs> it is, it is such a, uh, oh, I think about the circle of couples that are in our life. Mm-hmm. The It is such a privilege to be uh, a trusted person.
0: Yeah. Right? I it's like that a, too. It's
1: such an honor to, to have someone come, Hey man, I, I'm struggling with this or this is what's going on in my life or my marriage or my parenting or my career or whatever it is. And you just sit back and listen. Yeah. Right? I don't have to have the answers for them. I'm not trying to fix them. But just to, to be witness and go, man, right. that sucks.
0: Or okay, that's is there awesome. a way that I can
1: help? Or, or that's awesome. High five. Let's celebrate that. Yeah. Or anywhere in between.
0: Sure. And I'm, I mean, I know we love the idea of having a strong marriage to leave a live yes a legacy of a strong marriage as an example for our kids
1: we talk people talk a lot about leaving a legacy like when i die i want my legacy to be i built thing. that hospital wing i built that hospital wing or i wrote that book or whatever it is and we, we think about the the things the tangible thing that we leave behind okay. piles of cash or or things like that which and, are great. And the impact that that can have. <laughs> sure. Like, it's not about the pile of cash, the inheritance. Right. It's about the impact that that can have on a family. And that's absolutely important, right? Yeah, Prote- for sure. Building, you know, building some wealth, you know, providing some security, some, some sense of changing destiny for your family for generations to come. That is an absolutely honorable and, and beautiful thing to be building, yeah. as as a leg- part of your legacy. Sure. And I think equally important is living a legacy, right? Understanding your personal code, you know, who you are, what what kind of legacy you want to leave and live as a couple and as a right. person. Yes, guys, we we love to think about it in terms of our impact at work. And and, you know, what kind of kids do I want to raise?
0: Yeah, I mean, I want for my girls. I want them to have a type of marriage that's thriving, that's fun, that's adventurous. That they're on a team. Um, I I want to set this ex- as an example for them. Um, if I'm just you know clocking in and you know being roommates and great co parents. Mm-hmm that's not what I want for my girls and their marriage. Mm-hmm. I want them to have a true connection with their best friend and live adventures and have fun and laugh. Mm-hmm. And, um,
1: now I, I don't know which, uh, there's a couple examples that I'll give. I don't know which one will resonate most for you, but, um, I can never think of her name, but, but the, the matriarch and the patriarch from that TV show, Parenthood. Oh my gosh. Zeke. I and I can never remember the the mother's name. Like they went through all kinds of stuff, good, bad, and ugly, and their legacy was their family was close. Like they loved each other and they faced things together and they came around each other. Yeah, and, right. Um, I, I'm a I'm a superhero. I'm a comic guy in some ways. So like, so Jonathan, you so you
0: want to be like the parents in Parenthood? I do.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, Jonathan and Martha Kent, they're you know uh, Superman's adoptive parents on Earth. Right. The reason Superman is who he is, that he has this truth, justice in the American way, that code, that moral code and everything that is what makes him his nickname is the Boy Scout, things like that, that came from his parents. He wouldn't be the Superman in the comics that he is and has been if it weren't for their relationship. And whether you watch the Smallville TV show or read the comics or watch the movies, that dynamic is communicated in a really powerful way every time. It's a fundamental part of the mythos of Superman.
0: I love you, honey, but I'm going to stick with number one because okay. I love Parenthood. Okay, I got one Parent more. Hood. I got one more. And I'm not a superhero person.
1: Marge and Homer Simpson.
0: No, that's not a good example.
1: Oh, but it is. Why? There's many ways that, to disparage that, the, the whole thing, but... They go through challenges, they struggle, they strife, they fight, they argue, they have good times and bad, and they always come back together.
0: That's true.
1: Right? After he goes to Moe's. After he goes to Moe's, <laughs> you know, they always <laughs> so find a way. Let's not
0: put him on a pedestal, but I do, I get what you're saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. But yeah. I, I'd rather be a little less like Marge and Homer.
1: A little more like. And there's probably, there's I mean, there's so many examples of of great couples or aspects of couples that are great. Yeah. From TV and movies and books and stories and and your next door neighbors.
0: And you can join our Facebook group and tell us about your favorite couple. Um, That's a good example of a legendary marriage. I
1: think the key thing, the place that we want to be a resource for you, uh, and there's three pieces to it for us. We want to inspire you to dream, to want more for your marriage than just getting by. Yeah. We want to connect you into community with other couples who are dreaming those same kinds of dreams. Sure. And we want to equip you to be able to turn those dreams into realities, to build and live a legacy for you and your family and your marriage.
0: Not settling.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I believe that if you're listening to us, you are not willing to settle for an ordinary marriage. You're not willing to settle for something that is less than than God's highest dream for you. Yeah. You're not willing to settle for good enough because you know that good enough never really is.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that. I feel like um, the couples out there, our listeners, I feel like they are not ready to settle. They don't want to be roommates with their spouses. And I just want to challenge you out there listeners today to find an area where you feel like you're kind of settling and let's infuse some fun into it. Let's infuse some curiosity. Let's remember that we're on the same team. Um, And take that time to be with your spouse and talk. Get on the same page. um, Ask questions. Listen. And um, take a little step towards living that legendary marriage that you want to be the example for your family, for your kids, living that legacy.
1: Yeah. Maybe we're completely wrong about who you are. Maybe we have no idea what we're talking about. But I think we're on to something. So I want to challenge you to jump on Facebook, join the Legendary Marriage uh, Facebook group, and let us know. Let us know what you think, who you are, and what your story is. You can also jump on iTunes and uh, give us a rating and leave us a review. We hope you'll join us and continue with us on this adventure of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're thrilled to have you with us on the adventure.
0: This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary
1: marriage. Make yours legendary.